All right, well, welcome back to the third installment of Trade Talk 77. We've already done two previous episodes, one on Brad and one on me last week. And so gracing us in the presence of the podcast palace is my dad here. And you're with Bucketman77 today. And uh, I thought we'd bring my dad in because he's uh, the one that I pretty much learned everything uh, that I know from. And we'll kind of let him talk about himself for just a few minutes. And then uh, and I can I just we'll, we'll see how he fell into it and uh, and why uh, he fell into the trade and why he decided to do what he did. And, of course, that's what spawned uh, me to do what I did. And, and that's where it comes from. So but anyway, glad to have uh, Ronnie Yance here today. Uh, uh, my dad, he's been uh, how old are you? 75. 75. So, uh, he, uh, I was, let's see, you was, yeah, you was about 30, 31. I was about the same age when I had Cody, yeah, man. So, a little, a little, a little later in life, but uh, but anyway, so uh, just tell us, just tell us, tell, tell, just tell, give us a rundown, tell us about you real quick. I mean, well, you know, I started out helping my uncle CJ Elliott in Hailburg. That's right. Uh, at a well, I was in high school when I started helping him, helping yep. him after school, and and then when I got out of now what school, you, so what and when we say after what year what what, what time frame what years yeah, are we talking be, about? I'd be sixty. Uh, I graduated in sixty five, so I'd have been in part of sixty three and sixty four. Yeah, early. And then sixty five after I got out of uh, high school, I went to Wallace and took up. Took up electrical. Yeah, and I I told that on my on my podcast too that, and that was right when Wallace opened. Mm-hmm. They opened in '65. You were like one of the inaugural classes. Yeah. I mean, to even finish the electrical program. Yeah. And you, so you went a couple years out there and yep. finished out. Eighteen months. Eighteen months. Did you have to go during the day? Yeah. Uh huh. I didn't know what time. I never asked you that. Well, I we went all day. All day, man. They wouldn't know what to do if they went all day now. They don't go but a couple of hours. Is that all? Oh yeah, right now that you may take like two hours on two days a week, and they call that electrical class. Yeah, well, we we was there uh, uh, seven uh, thirty or eight o'clock. Yeah, that would never happen either. About three o'clock, something like yeah, that. Yeah, that that's amazing, y'all done that. I mean, of course, you know how the day's times in. Nobody wants to get up for dinner. Yeah, and do anything. Well, but, I did, did that and took up the plumbing. I learned that from C.J. He taught me the plumbing, and I didn't go to school for that. I just picked that up. Yeah. And, you know, we we talked about that, too. Uh, so, and I, and I didn't, I told I told the people who Uncle C.J. was, and, you know, he was an instructor for years up there at, uh, at Eufaula. Yeah. But what, what, a, uh, what years did C.J., when did he really, when did he get into it, really? I mean, when did he start doing plumbing? Was it in the fifties? It'd have to be in the fifties. Yeah, I mean, because yeah. I don't know, Uncle Joe. I don't. I'm not sure how old he was when he passed. He was in his early eighties, wasn't he? Yeah, something he, like that. Late seventies. Yeah, late seventies. Yeah, he'd been in the late seventies. Yeah, late seventies. But he, you know, I mean, because how many? Uh, he, eight? he worked with Lomax Ward uh, out here in Headland, and I, I think that's how he got started. Okay. I don't know if he went to Wallace. Well, no, he didn't go to Wallace because Wallace didn't yeah. exist. So he just picked it up. He must have picked it up. Lomax picked it up from somebody. Lomax, Lomax and uh, 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 Clemens. Yeah, uh, Mr. Clemens, that's right. Yeah. Uh, that, so you had oh, uh, you had Lomax, Uncle Joe, Mr. Clemens, and uh, ah, there was another couple of old timers around. Darn, I can't think of his name now. I've, I've, you've, all, I've, I've heard you say his name when old Harvey Taylor built houses, and they would do the some of the work and some of them old timers uh, starts with an S. But anywho, uh, there were several of them around this area, and I always wondered how Joe really got into it. I, I didn't, I didn't know how he did, but Uncle Joe was a smart guy. I mean, he 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 really picked it up. He was full of wealth and knowledge. He, I always yeah. tell people if you never met Uncle Joe, you missed out. Yeah, <laughs> he he was one of a kind guy. One of a kind. Oh smoked man, those cigars. Oh, and he smoked that pipe. Yeah, yeah. I remember when he quit the pipe, but he would he would have a pipe in his pocket. You know, he crammed so much in his front pockets. Yeah. God bless him. I mean, he had his eyeglasses case, his pens, and his other pocket he had his pipe yeah. with his tobacco. 
and he had puffed that thing about three times and put it back in his pocket. Yeah, before he started to pipe, though, he smoked, smoked cigars. cigars. Yeah. Smoked cigars. I didn't know that. Yeah, he, he smoked them mainly to keep the gnats away. <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah. a gnat repellent in the day. Gnat mosquito <laughs> repellent. Was, was cigars. <laughs> but Brad makes his own gnat repellent. <laughs> mm. Mm. But anyway, so that's the, that's the early days. You come up just helping him. When you were on up in the high school, probably what, 10th, yeah. 11th, 12th grade ish? Yeah. Somewhere in there. But now, y'all, you know, Papa farmed. Y'all farmed. Yeah. I mean, did you farm any? Yeah, I farmed a little bit with them. Yeah. I mean, you was farming at yeah. the time and doing that. Now, when you so when you got out of school, you went to Wallace. That was 18 month program. So, what, now you, what, uh, 18, not, probably 20, 20 and a half, something like that? Well, right after I got graduated from there. Uh, I was drafted. That's right, you got drafted. And what year was that? That was in 67. All right, that was in 67. Yeah, I went to Fort Benning uh, to basic training and Fort McClellan for AIT, and then I left. And what was AIT? What does that stand for? Uh, advanced training. Okay, all right, I didn't know. And uh, I was up there for six months, I think. And then I... Now, did, was I, this like the start of 67? Uh, no, that was a, uh, well, I don't know when I went to basic yeah. training. Went to Fort Benning, Georgia for basic training. That had to be because that was a six-month course. Yeah. And I probably went there about, because it was, uh, was kind of cold. Yeah, probably wintertime. Yeah. Well, you know, winter was different then back then, too. I mean, it got, got cold early, too, so. And then I, after AIT, I come home for a couple of months, and then first uh, of December, me and Charles Womble, he was from Cairo, Georgia. Me and him hit it off, and kind of stayed together through uh, basic training, AIT, and went over and flew over to Nam. We was drafted, yeah, and went to Vietnam. Well, I, I touched down in Vietnam January the 1st, uh, 68. Okay. And I left there January the 1st, 69, coming home. Okay. So, yeah, so that was, you're right. That was <clears> probably, <throat> uh, probably about all of 67 using courses. Mm -hmm. though. I mean, you're getting ready, basic, and then AIT and all that, and then went over. Yeah, yeah. so about a two-year stint there. Now, did you get when you come back, was you out automatically, or did no, it have time I had to, to go to uh, Fort Gordon, uh, Augusta, Georgia, yeah. Augusta, Georgia, That's Fort right. Gordon, and I was there. Well, I don't know about till August, I believe. Yeah. Okay, so you spent yeah. about another eight months, you know, trying to get processed out, yeah. then probably. So when did you when did you get back? Back to to Hellberg, our, our little our little hometown. Oh, uh, late sixty nine, late, late August. Yeah, of sixty. Sixty nine. Uh, okay. Yeah. So you so you done all that, and you know we appreciate your service and doing all that. And I know that's a you, you could talk about that a whole other uh, episode. But so when you got back, what what was I mean? What was the outlook for you? Did you was you going to go down the Plumbing electrical side or the farming side? What what did you think when you, I mean, well, what was? <clears throat> my brother and my daddy already had things worked out. I got you. Because he was wanting to farm. That's right. And and I'd already been to school for the electrical, so I, I started that. Yeah. I got in with uh, uh, Emmett Taylor and Wayne Dukes, yep. uh, Billy Alfred Shelley, yeah. all yeah. the builders, yep. and started doing, I, well, actually, I carpentered with them along for a while and uh when we got ready to do plumbing and wiring i'd drop off and start doing the plumbing and wiring i did most of it by myself but they'd help me when i needed help did you get and, uh, was you getting paid the carpenter and then yeah. get paid the mm -hmm. plumbing wire yeah so yeah. was it a different price yeah okay yeah I, uh, well, now, I've told that through the years that, that you carpenting with all the old-timers, mm -hmm. and when you wasn't carpenting, you was plumbing and wiring, and when that was kind of, that phase was over, you was back helping them doing the carpenter. Yep. I remember the, I remember the first time you told me that you cut crown molding, they handed you a oh. chop box <laughs> and a handsaw, and you and somebody. That was Mr. Uh, 
Uh, he lived down 22 here. Uh, I can't remember his name, but he said he looked at you and you looked at him and neither one of you had a clue. He said he could cut <laughs> clown mold. Yeah. I, I knew I didn't know how to cut clown mold. Uh, and so <laughs> they gave us the thing and saw and everything and said to go do this bedroom. Well, the first piece was easy because it was square. Yeah, yeah. It was straight we, to the wall to wall. Yeah. Yeah. And then when we got ready to cut the other one, he cut this piece and, and it wasn't right. It wouldn't fit. It was, it was crooked. Oh, yeah. Backwards. And uh, Billy kept, Billy, uh, Mr. Emmett kept coming in there. He said, now you got to, you got to turn this over and you got to cut it backwards now. But, uh, dang, well, I can't think of what. The, uh, you his told me his name was. through the years. I can't Curtis remember. Harvard. Yeah. Okay. Curtis, Mr. Curbert, Curtis Harvard. Yep. He was building a house for his son. I got you. And so that's the reason he was there working. Yeah, yeah. There. And and we cut in that room for two hours. <laughs> <clears throat> and when we got through, we had a 30-gallon trash can full of short pieces. <laughs> <laughs> you, you chopped them up. We chopped them up. But we finally learned, <laughs> learned how, how to cut it. Cut crown motor. Yeah. And that, and that and that's the early stories, early day funny stories. I mean, but you you learn though. And back then, working with them guys, you worked. I mean, oh, yeah. they wouldn't they weren't messing around. Oh. I mean, time was money to them. I mean, and you showed up on time. Yeah, you done what you were expected to do. I mean, that's just it. You had your task for the day, and you and they expected it. you to get it yep. to work. You I mean, it. I'm sure it wasn't you know to the wall all the time and i'm sure you oh, no. had a good time but i mean it was working yeah it ain't you know and 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 that's kind of what when me and brad do it now that's exactly what we like you know you get the job done here's your expectations let's do it but we're gonna work but we're gonna have a good time doing it yeah i mean that's i always like to be around a good good group of guys it ain't nothing worse than being around a sour bunch <laughs> of sour guys from the job Nope. i mean it's just bad so you started then and that was in 69 70 because i got a picture Hanging in the office of you in front of that brown uh, Ford truck you had yeah. with the, you know, you got that picture in there and you had that red, that red suit on. Yeah. Because really you look the same. You just was younger. I mean, you ain't changed none. Um, right. uh, but was, yeah, you had that red suit. On. First new truck I had and I, <laughs> and was you, out, I was out by myself. And you painted, you painted on the side of it in yellow. Yeah, William painted that. Yeah, part. William painted, William yeah. From, Painted that sign for me. And, it, you know, it just said Yance Plumbing Lesher and had your phone number on it. But I don't even think it had the full phone number back then. It just had the four digits, remember? Might have. Because back then, if, if nobody knows this, back in the county, of course, they had party lines in. Yeah. But then when they got done with the party lines, since it was just 696, you didn't have to dial that. I even remember that. Yeah. You just dialed the last four numbers for until I was probably... What, five or six, seven, then you they made you dial the prefix. But yeah. you just, I think you just had your four digits on there. But you had a little lightning bolt on that truck. I wish I had it here. I'd show the viewers. But you had a little lightning bolt on it. And you was you was off to the races then, wasn't you? Yeah. And you worked, you worked by yourself. I worked by myself for a long time. Plum, uh, and done both of it, plumbing yeah. and wiring. Yeah. I remember one day you told me <laughs> that if I had to do it back then, I'd have never made it. <laughs> And I said, well, dang, I appreciate that. He said, you just wouldn't have. He said, you just had to have the gumption to do it. Yeah. And I remember you telling me about when they used to, you have to carry that cast iron. Oh, yeah. Drag those 10-foot pieces was, of cast. That was with CJ under these houses. Yeah. But you had to do it some by yourself, though, in the early days by yourself. Well, the, the early days, we had to use lead. Yeah, that's right. And uh, Christy Joe would be under the house. Hang on, that's, that's me. Uh, turn it down. That's Robert. Yeah, turn it off. All right, yeah, back in the early days, though, you dragging the cast iron up under the house. Yeah, it was my job to drag the cast iron under the house to Christy, and he'd hang it and pack the joints yep. and put the rubber boot around it. Yep. And then, then it was my job to have the... Uh, ladle on the fire. Ladle in the Lead. pot. Yep. Cooking. I'd pick up that ladle, and he'd say, don't you spill that lead now. And I'd have to crawl under that house and hand it to him, or I'd pour the thing. Yeah, boy. He had a little spout on there. You yep. poured that lead in there, 
and then it would cool right quick like and he'd take the collar off yep, pack take, it again. A, take a packer and yep. pack it and i'd go back out there and put put the ladle up and then i'd he, he'd make a measurement and i'd have to cut it in the outside yep. too oh, yeah and so we did did the whole thing i was in and out under the houses some houses it was easy some of them was low and tough tough yeah yeah but I know, and then you do, you see, you, you done that, and of course everything was galvanized at that time. Yeah, yeah. Galvanized lines. You <clears throat> you drop strings down your holes and do, go from yeah. string to string mm -hmm. and do yeah. your measurements. And if nobody's ever, if you watch it or listen to what we're saying, if you've never threaded a galvanized pipe or black iron or anything, and Ronnie can tell you the same thing. It's not hard. You just learn it. But you got to deduct your L's and your T's and you. There's a few measurements there you got to get, you know. Yeah. When we say string to string, that's your overall measurement, but you got to deduct your T's or L's, whatever you're going from. And then you got to, you know, hook it all in and hang it and then come from down from the top and then screw it in. It'll be sticking above the, the, the rim joist in and attach on or however you needed it. And all that, was, first years, it was all done by hand. Yeah. And then in a couple of years, well, I helped him in, and uh, he he got automatic. Uh, he got a ridge of three hundred. Yep. Yep. A ridge of three hundred, and boy, I thought that was a Cadillac. It was. It was. I tell you. Any piece of equipment that makes your job easier, it it's it's awesome. What do you see today? An automatic fish tape. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the first day, you know, we 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 done a TikTok on that, got a million over a million views on that, but you've never seen one till uh -uh, today. Uh -uh. You didn't even know they were made. Uh uh. -uh. It it makes your life easier. I mean, they yeah. coming out with stuff all the time. But yeah, that 300, and uh, and I remember the the uh, I remember when I was doing plumbing, I needed a bar, um, I needed a bar of threader, and I called Joe and said, Joe, you got that threader? And he said, Son, he said, when I no longer could take it off the ground and load it in the back of my truck, I got rid of it. <laughs> and I said, Well, dang, you know. But anyways, but I I got two threaders out there. I got two threaders that are sitting in the barn on the floor. I ain't used them in years because yeah. we just don't thread no more. I mean, even yeah, even with cool. today's technology, we pro press everything, galvanized pipe, black iron. It's all press fit now. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know unless they specify yeah. to do it. We don't even thread nothing no more. Yeah. So, so anyways, you was blowing and going and and doing work by yourself, and I know it took time when you was doing it by yourself. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, we're I mean, when you had to do a house, average house, I mean, we talk about a month, two months, three, oh. a couple of weeks. I mean, both plumbing and wiring. Oh yeah, it it take well over a couple of months. Dang, that's just. But you I, didn't you didn't have nowhere to be. No, I, I I went there and that was it. I'd get the drill out and I'd lay my plugs out, and do all the marking, and then I go back and drill holes over all the plugs and the lights and. Yeah. You had to drill everything under the house, and a lot of them, when it uh, was off the ground, uh, wood floors, before the slab floors come along. We had to drill holes down and get under the house and pull wires. That's right. And nail them up. Yep. But now when the cement floors came into being, everything was done overhead. But you had to drill every hole. You couldn't miss one because after you started pulling wires, you know, you, if you had to miss, then you had to go get the drill Bring out back and out. everything else and just to drill one hole. So you had to make sure you got them all drilled. Now, Uncle Joe, when he when he started out, was did they have drills or they were hand drilling? No, he he had a he had a he big did old have drill. old Milwaukee yeah. drill. Mm -hmm. I think Milwaukee was one of the first ones to come probably, out with them. Wasn't it was. I remember that old. You used that old silver one for years. Yeah. Until you got a new one. Yeah. I mean, I remember that old silver one. We inherited it from Joe. Yeah. And then you had it on a truck, but by George, if you hit something or it knotted up, you hit a nail. Oh, I've I've been slapped in the jaw with it and everything. Knock you off a ladder. Twist, twist your fingers twist up. It around your arm. So I mean, it'd break you. It'd break studs. I've seen. It would. <laughs> I, and, and, I, and another thing that would hurt you, too, is a threader. You let yeah. a threader hang up. Yeah. I have actually spun my threader over upside down, and it walk on the floor until I could unplug it. Yeah. That's how mean them things are. They, they took. Them old school motors, they had all that torque, and they didn't have a clutch in. Yeah. You know, our newer drills and stuff have clutches in them, but back then, they wasn't no clutch in them. No. So they, when it was torque, it was torque all the way until it broke something, or you physically had to unplug it. Now, when 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 did you get a sawzall? Hmm. Well, electric. It was electric. Yeah. It wasn't no batteries. Yeah, it wasn't no batteries until the you know really uh, 2000s. I don't long. know it. Uh, it was pretty early after I got a, a good yeah. drill, 
Uh, you got a drill and a sawzall. Are we talking about early 70s? Yeah. Yeah. Early 70s. Yeah. Sawzall. Was that, yeah. who, who who made all them tools? Uh, Milwaukee that make one, them? Or Black & Decker? One, Black & Decker. Yeah, Black & Decker's one of the bigger. Craftsman. Craftsman? Yeah. Okay. I had a lot of Craftsman stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so just boring holes, pulling wire, doing all that. And so that went on through, uh, you know, the 70s. And then you, you come along. And then, now, when did you start? You know, because when I was born, you was doing some houses, but then a lot of service work, too. Yeah. Well, when did you get more into, well, I mean, you done both, but when did you really start getting into the service side of it? Oh, gosh, I don't, uh, probably mid-80s or, yeah, something like that. At the beginning of the 80s, I uh, found out there was more, because uh, the houses were cut and dried. Yeah, got, that's right. They got where they were just cut and dried, there wasn't no money in them hardly. And so I got into uh, repair work and service work and uh, stayed busy enough all the time then to finally got out of doing houses and just doing service work. Well, I, yeah, I, I mean, you do you do custom houses if yeah, somebody wanted yeah. to. You know, if, if you knew somebody or somebody called, you do, and you just wasn't doing spec homes no more. No. It's the same way today. I mean, unless you got five crews running, you ain't making no money on doing spec houses. I'll go ahead and tell you, I've been through that. And that's why, I, I, you know, and I know that you you never went into the commercial side of it. Now, you did do some commercial projects around Headland and yeah. little stuff, but that just wasn't your forte. Mm-mm. Um, And I'm not saying because we don't know, and you probably don't know back in the early days, there probably wasn't really no money in it. I mean, to be honest with you, in the commercial well, side. more in commercial. That's yeah. when I pushed you to get into commercial. Oh, yeah, and, absolutely. And other stuff. Yeah, that's because that's where your money is, yeah. I mean. But, yeah, so I, I remember just when I was coming up, you being more into the service side of it. Cause, yeah. And then, of course, you know, uh, not not that things were tight. Money was a little bit more flexible back then. And, of course, that we didn't want for much more and we didn't need much more. We had a big family. But I remember uh, just for y'all that don't know, and, of course, y'all that do know my dad, uh, he's an inventor. I mean, the guy can invent just about anything. He's got, I've called it a million-dollar mind. He's thinking about something all the time. It don't matter, <laughs> and you've always been that way. And so it made me that way, and I'm the same way. I'm always thinking about the next big idea. Um, and I got it honest from you, but my thing is I've watched you, <laughs> and I've learned from you what to do, what not to do what works and what don't work so i'm a lot more conservative with my ideas oh, that's uh, trial and error it is it, it is trial and error but i know what to spend money on now and i know what not to yeah. spend money and i can talk myself right back out of it uh as well as i can talk myself into it but i remember when you had that uh little small uh, brown mazda truck yeah so this was in the late 80s early 90s I mean, we would hand make those toolboxes. Yeah. I mean, we go out there. You had you got marine plywood, or just treated plywood. We go out there and you design it. You lay it out, <clears throat> and now we would actually cut and build the box that went across the back yeah. and the little side boxes. Yeah. And then we'd put all the uh, little dividers in it. I mean, I mean, we we was working out of a little B twenty two Mazda. Yeah. Forever. For, I mean, for a while. I mean, that was. And then you got that. Uh, I remember in 93 when you upgraded that S10 Chevrolet. Yeah. Boy, that was an upgrade. We thought that was the cat's meow there. I don't know why you just didn't get a full-size truck. I, I still can't to this day figure it out because you went through about four or five a- axles yeah. in the rear end of that thing. Yeah, it wasn't built for the... No, for the abuse you put on it. Yeah. And then I remember you ordering the, uh, the boxes for that S10 from Kurt and yeah. the grill guard. And you ordered the two boxes, the the one box and the grill guard, and it was like seven hundred dollars. And man, it was like we're gonna have to work for weeks to pay this off. <laughs> you know, back then that's you know that was it was just such a stretch, you know. But I remember you going over to the muffler shop, Kurt's muffler shop, and y'all bending that pipe for the ladder rack. And you, yeah. uh, I can't remember what his name was. But uh, was it Robert? Uh, was it when he was young? I think, yeah, I think it was Robert. Yeah, it was Robert when he was young. He was just starting out over there at Kurtz after yeah. he got out of high school. But you give him all the measurements, and y'all built and bent the whole thing, and you come home and welded that thing up. And we had a ladder rack made out of muffler pipe because yeah. he had a bender. Yeah. And, you know, we could bend all the joints and everything. Yeah. It's just stuff like that that I've always said, if you can do, do it. 
if you can save a dime, save it. I yeah. mean, we got the ability to, to do it and to know how to do it. It, you know, it just you just got to get out there and do it. But I remember that that truck being packed. I mean, packed. When I say packed, you had stuff in the front, the back, the top, the side. It looked like a junk truck coming down the road. But you put some miles on it till it threw the rod. To be a plumber, you had to have everything. Oh. And see, that's the other thing with service. Um, yeah. You could, and we've said this for years, you could fill up a semi-truck. You could. And put it on the job and drive it around, and you still wouldn't have what you needed. Nope. Because you know back in the early days, cola was the brand of all brands, but by George, every faucet was different. Yep. It housed a different cola seat, stem, cartridge, barrel. Oh, cola was a nightmare to have to deal with. So when Delta really come into play, that was good. They simplified yeah. things, Delta and Price Fist and Moe in some aspects. So just going on through the, through the years when the service, that's really what I remember Growing up, is you would do a house here and a house there, and we'd do houses. And but I watched you come up through the service work, and then just riding around, I was always his teammate. Now you couldn't really ride into the passenger seat of your truck because it was so full of junk. He would make you a spot, and he'd clean out all the trash he could or what the stuff he didn't. But it really wasn't trash; it was parts. You had parts stuck stuck everywhere, but you knew where it was. But you could ride. You could ride with him. And that was up into the uh, 80s, late 80s, early 90s, and I was his compadre. And he had worked some on uh, on uh, Saturdays still down there, and I'd go with him on Saturdays or work with him during the summer. And I, and I enjoyed it because you were around all the other guys, and, you know, you just thought it was cool being around all them other guys. And when I was coming up, I've had this question people ask me all the time. I do call you Dad, but then I call you Ronnie a lot. And I'll just tell you the reason, and I've told him this, if you holler out dad on a job site, everybody turns around. <laughs> I mean, you know, as a kid, I remember growing up and I'd holler Ronnie or dad and everybody would turn around. So I, I would have to say your name because, you know, then, you know, we knew we was hollering at. But I do remember the with the first cell phone. I remember you had that cell phone. Bag cell phone. Yeah, you had the bag phone and this was 93, 94. And we thought it was, we thought it was top notch, 50 cent a minute. It was Sprint, and we would call him, and he would get mad because we didn't need nothing. We just thought it was cool to call him. And he said, if you call me one more time, he said, I'm going to wear all of y'all out when I get home. So we had to lay off the phone call because it was so expensive. But I remember when they mounted the first one in that S10, mm. you know, up there by the handle. And I remember, especially on Wayne Dukes, all them boys from his crew, Daddy would be under a house. And they'd go out there and blow that horn because the horn blew when the phone rang. You remember that? And them boys would, you would come tearing out of that house and, and they would laugh and they just thought it was the funniest thing in the world. But I remember we were building John Danford's house and you was plumbing and I was helping you. And oh, I can't remember, I can't remember none of them boys' names. We used to work with Wayne. Oh, William Culpepper. John Thomas Hasty. They was one that used to draw little drawings on the board, and they would put the shingles on them. He used to draw little characters for me. I can't remember. And then he worked at Rushing for years, but I can't remember. Or was that Billy Alfred Shelley's crew? No, well, Wayne Dukes built no. John Danford's. Yeah, yeah, Wayne Dukes yeah, built. That's right. But whoever that, I remember him on the roof, but he ended up working down at Rushing's for a while, and you, you'd probably know him, but... But I remember we was up under that thing. We was up under that thing, and they blew the horn, and it was hot, and it was a summer. You know, that was a big house, too. Yeah. You know, a weird-looking house, old John's house. But I remember them blowing the horn and come out, and I remember you got them all together, and you threatened every one of them. You blow this damn horn again. He says, somebody's going to get their butt whooped because you, you know. And, that, and they finally eased off of the horn blowing. They, they knew you were serious then. You know, it was all fun and games for a little bit, but I won't never forget that. Uh, yeah, that that was funny. Now, do tell me this: uh, when did PVC? When's the first time you used PVC? Oh, you remember? Early seventies. Yeah, I reckon it was early seventies. I remember there was one house but over it down. It wasn't regular. It was a. It was a yellowish it was kind a of yellow. color. Yeah, it was yeah, a it was weird looking uh, color. Had some gray fittings too. wasn't ABS fittings, but it was just kind of a grayish fittings. Yeah. But it was a it was a weird looking pipe. Me, I remember you had a bunch of them old. Where I got that stuff from? Who, who was the supply house in the early seventies? 
I believe ENW had this. Who was your supply house in Dothan in the early 70s? Before Lewis Smith came in, what, they came in 77, 8? You remember the who, who well, you shot I, with? Well, I, Bell Supply was always around. Yeah, Bell Supply. Yeah. But uh, there was another one you told me the south of town if you was on that town. Oh, I yeah, Adams Supply. Yeah, that's right. Adams. That's right. Them and Bell. Yeah. yeah. They were the only two. Mac Electric. And Mr. Ralph worked at uh, Adams. Okay, before he, ran, he opened up. He branched off and. And uh, it was Lewis and Smith. Lewis yeah. and, Smith. Uh, and then it was Mac, Mac Electric. Yeah. As, is that where you bought most of you, if you had to do yeah. electrical, electrical? Well, I, you know, for the longest, as long as the NW carried everything. Yeah, they carried everything. I hardly yeah. ever went to Dothan. Yeah, you just shot there. And until, you know, the other places got. That's right. Well, it, Basically until the 90s, bigger. yeah. Yeah. To the nineties, cause you could get everything local. Yeah, and I remember Mister uh, Mister Weeks, wasn't it? E and W. E and W. Yeah, we'd go in there, and and I'd always he'd always have a quarter for the kids. Yeah, I mean that's when you get a bottle of drink, he'd give you a quarter, or he'd go get it. But I remember him just being there. It's like he like when you walked in the door, he was an attack he, dog. He was man. He had a a basket, and he said, "Just give me your list. What do you need?" Yeah. And they and that not, the owners wouldn't even even think about doing that now. He believed in service. Oh man, was he? He he was so good and so he, nice to he you. He met you at the door. Man, shook your hand, give you the kids a yep. drink, piece of candy, whatever it took. I mean, give you a pack. I remember eating peanuts, packing packages of peanuts. But he was just a, a ni nicest fellow you'd ever want to meet. Yep, he was a good guy. And that was service back when service was the real deal. Mm -hmm. And yeah, but you know that's what made the money. But yeah, so I've I've told. The story when I was on last week that even though you worked around Headland, primarily you covered Henry County. Yeah. You know, you were yeah. kind of like the county plumber electrician and the I service guy. A long time. You know, and there were there were guys, Mr. Ard and a few others that done it too, but they really kind of stuck. You know, Mr. Ard was he does some commercial work, but he kind of stuck over here into Dothan, and you basically just kind of cover Henry County. You'd even go up to the backwaters all along, yeah. you know, if you if you had to, because there wasn't nobody else going to do it. No. I mean, but they could rely on you to do it. I mean, they knew you'd be there, and, and I mean, you've done it for so long. I mean, everybody knows you. You know most everybody, and everybody knows you. I mean, at one time, you've probably been there and worked on their stuff or the mom and daddy stuff now or the grandparents' stuff now that we, you know, the age we are now. So, but I thought that was always funny because when I fell into it, and I always, I told everybody, well, if it wasn't for daddy and the name that he had already you know, uh, started and the well-known he was and a good dependable service and, and just a nice guy. Uh, I don't know if it, if it had been as easy for me to, to do it now, but I had that, you know, going for me because they, you know, I had some of them say, well, as long as if you're Ronnie Yonsa's son, yeah, come on, you can work. I mean, and I appreciate that because that, that meant a lot to, to us and the family that, that you had a good reputation. So, but that was, that was fun. So that's kind of what I remember. And then, uh, but you know, then coming into the nineties, uh, you're still, but that's when you started kind of, you hired a couple of people then. Yeah. Yeah. I do remember that getting, yeah. uh, who was one of the first guy? Uh, well, you had old Terrell, 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 Gay. Terrell Gay and, uh, uh, oh darn, I can't remember the other fellow's name to help you for years, I... but old Paul Potter helped us, you know, he helped yep. us for several years. Yep. Old Paul, he's, I think he's something right around Ozark now. Oh, darn, I, I seen the other one in uh, Lowe's not too long ago, and I can't think of his name. But anyways, he helped you for a long time. He yeah. probably helped you eight or nine years. And one of the first ones that started helping was David Rivenbart. Yeah, yeah, that's right, Mr. Well, David, David, that's right. He helped me for a couple of couple of three years. I yeah, think. I mean, when he retired, yep. and he retired out of school teaching out of Blakely, and, you know, he, he wanted something to do. He would do the farming and cattling over there at his place yeah. on but he started helping you, and he did talk about that mm -hmm. because after he, he didn't help you, and then when I got out of school, I started helping Mr. David on the farm, you know, sometime in the summer. I mean, when I was 13, you come home and said, uh, be ready because David was coming at uh, Saturday to pick me up to work, and I just turned 13. I said, work? And that was it. That started my working career. I had my first paying job from David then. Yep. So and that was good days. You know, we, of course, he passed away this last year. Uh, but, yeah, those were good times with him. But you had a – and then Uncle Joe come back, and he would help you when he retired some. Yeah, he did. And I remember all them other guys and Terrell and Paul, and I can't remember that other one. But, anyways, he helped you for a long time. Those were kind of your steady guys that yep. would help you. And then I, I came into play, and I, I told that story uh, last week that – 
Uh, I tried college. It didn't work out. And, and, and I thought about coming back home, and you said their home was in Headland. They went back with you at your place. So, and you, you helped me find a place to live. And then I came back, and you started working me for minimum wage until I moved up the ladder a little bit. And that was our agreement. And, but I swore that I'd never be a plumber electrician, ever. I swore, it, I swore it off from day one. I wouldn't ever do this work. I seen how hard y'all had to work. And I seen the trials, tribulations you went through. And this is where I'm, you know, that's what I told on my story. That's where I'm at today. It, it pays off. You know, you just got to learn to buckle down and, and get it done. I mean, and, that, and that's what it's all about. But back then, finding people to work and people that work hard wasn't a problem. No. Mm-mm. That's what we did. Yeah. I mean, there wasn't no infancy bus. There wasn't no questions people about it. People worked back then. Yeah. I mean, and, and but that, dang, we can't find help now to, to save our life. Everything's changed. It's changed. But I, and I told Brad and them at lunch the other day, um, I remember when you came home, uh, and this was in the 90s, and you said that you're going to have to start charging $10 an hour for service work. And you, y'all, for, and, and, and you were, but you were, it didn't bother you, but you was like, I don't know if anybody's going to pay it. And, and and he looked at me the other day. He said, "Are you kidding me?" I said, "No." I said, "I can remember Daddy telling us that he's having to start charging ten dollars an hour for service work." This is back in the late eighties, early nineties. Mm-hmm. And then I said, by the time the two thousands hit, we was charging seventy five dollars an hour. Sixty five dollars an hour is a minimum fee, you know. In a matter of them ten eleven years, you know how things have changed. Yeah. But but people was making more money. And and money was better, you know, through the 90s, money was good and people were spending it, but you had to, everything else went up, you know, it, you know, there for a lot of many years, it's flattened out, leveled out, but then the parts started going up and, you know, it's just supply and demand after that. Housing market went up, more people's moving in, buying houses, so the service industry went up and it just, it started fluctuating. But yeah, those funny stories, I remember like that, $10 an hour, we thought that was, man, that was high cotton in, wasn't it? Ten ten dollars for a service call, but people paid it. You know. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is, and now it's one hundred twenty-five dollars minimum service <laughs> yeah. call today. I'm not in it anymore, but I mean, when I stopped, that's what our hourly rate was. I mean, I was one man. You called us out, and that didn't charge you. We had to charge fuel, and times were tough, and you had to pay right. for fuel. So I can't even imagine. I, I don't know what they're charging nowadays because I haven't been in it so long. But so. Yeah, coming on now, I know in through the late 90s, early 2000s, we kind of had a t- uh, turn, you know, n- nobody, you know, we was all going to die. Y2K was coming in 2000, remember that? Mm-hmm. The world's coming to an end. Uh, well, it didn't, but I remember I had to go find a job because things really did get slow. You had enough to maintain, and I started working out there on the rig for about 18 months. But that's kind of after that when you decided that you yeah. was getting out of it. After I had my back surgery. Yeah, I had that back surgery. Yeah. Doc told me to get out of it or I'd be back up there to see him again. Yeah. And so I decided I'd yep. try to find something wasn't wasn't crawling under houses up in attics. Nah, you can't do it no more. There's a point in time. Uh let's see, you was probably you was in your mid fifties then. Yeah. Yeah, it was time. I mean, you know, you can only do it for so long. I mean, you can't crawl from one end to the other, and you've been on your knees. I mean, I, I, your mind suffered, yours suffered, your back. And that's kind of when, when I got back off, and then I, I came into it, and then I told Dad I, I was going to start. And then I started. It was slow, but it, it went well. But you started working after that, and you laid off from that and kind of let me do my thing. You started working with the city then, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, city yeah, had when Donnie was the mayor. He hired you in to work down there at the wastewater plant. Yeah. Yeah, and so that was a that was a change, but it was easier on you anyways. Mm-hmm. But what they didn't realize is, I mean, you you brought a lot of knowledge to what everything, but you can vent and, and do anything. I mean, I remember the boat you made mm-hmm. off of the dang fifty five gallon drums. You remember that? Mm-hmm. And 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 he made a boat for the wastewater ponds. Yeah, because you had to go get them dang uh, plants. Plants had to uh, push them in the push them in the Hot houses yep. over the winter. Because that's what filtered the water. Yeah. So he goes, builds him a deck, puts all the dang 55-gallon drums, finds an old motor the city had laying around, old hydraulic motor, build a paddle wheel for this thing, and put it in, and you sat in that boat seat, and you had a 
uh, rudder, rudder. and you turn the paddle wheel on and it would go forwards and backwards, forwards and backwards. And you went all over them ponds and didn't nobody else know how to do it. But you just sat right there and invented all that and just made it work. Saved the city so much money because they didn't have to hire it out. Now you just went around and pushed everything where they needed to go. So just stuff like that that many of you know about my dad, uh, the stories we've told and things of that nature. Uh, he just, his mind's always working, you know. And so you went through that, went through the city, and, and, and after that you just kind of went here and went there and nearly done what you wanted. I mean, you know, you didn't ever spend no time too long. At one time you'd, you'd piddle with us for a little while and then, you know, just kind of hang out. And, you know, mom was retired then, and, you know, you just kind of piddled and done. And, uh, but now we do TikToks at the sawmill, so... That's your latest. Uh, that's your latest thing you got into sawmill and lumber with Mr. Alford. Um, so that's cool. It keeps you busy, though. I mean, but all in all, uh, health-wise, I mean, I know you your back's out a little bit all along, but other than that, you're pretty good health. Mm-hmm. Got a good I mean, checkup the other day. Yeah, got a good checkup. You went through. I mean, at the time you the heat got you that year. Yeah, about several years back. Yeah. But you know what? And that and you can tell people. Don't play around with the heat, because once it, once you ever once you ever start creeping that line, it affects you the rest of your life, don't it? Because yep. I've I've had friends that has had almost heat strokes, and you'll never get over it. No, nope. the rest of your days, and, and Ronnie hadn't yeah. either. It's it's it does you know, something to you. It just does something to your body, and it just it it. So you know, about four, five, six hours in, that's about all you can stand if you're at a close to a heat stroke. Yeah. So, but I remember you had that thing in your neck that time, but it, it got well too. They cleaned you out on it. But other than that, your heart and everything else has been good. Besides yep. your old back, I mean, and uh, what what's the story that done it to your back that time? What they hanging trusses? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what happened? Where were you at? You was over there at uh, Mark Bristow's. I think. Wasn't that so. the house you're building at Mark? Or uh, Wayne and he was building Mark, yeah. and y'all was up there? Yeah. We were putting a truss up, and they was supposedly holding it at the other end and I was I was at one end or something or other but they let their end go for some reason they had to I don't know but anyway I was trying to hold the whole thing by myself stretched out over the edge another of the house, truck yeah house or something. without trying to drop it on somebody yeah. so I was trying to hang on to it and that pulled you it, back it it done something to my back. back that's when it started yeah I remember that. I remember that house because I had a big old tree in the back of that house or in yep. the front of that house on the corner. And I remember Wayne Dukes coming over. You know, he didn't He didn't really, he had a soft voice, but I remember him coming over there and he said, now, Murray, he says, now, let's not nail any more nails in this tree because I don't know if you remember, I made a ring of 16-penny nails almost. That oak tree was three men could have put it on. I was halfway around that oak tree with 16-penny nails I just pick him up, and he said, now, we're trying to build a new house. We don't need that tree to fall on this house. So I went, and he said, if you don't mind, pull them out. So I, I, I nailed him in, and I pulled him out the rest of the day. But I remember Wayne Dukes also, and you told me this, and I had another guy tell me he could take a framing square and do payroll taxes and everything off that framing square because them old school guys knew how to run the numbers on them things. Yeah, yeah. And I can't tell you how he did it. You couldn't either. And this other guy says, we don't know how Wayne done it. But he could flip that thing around and he could he could tally up whatever you was, was paying you, what the week. And he said there was a theory to it them old timers knew. And they got taught that in early I days. I never did know. Yeah. Boy, that. That, them guys right there is a wealth of knowledge. Wayne was, he was smart. Man. He could build the best cabinets yeah. and everything, him and Mr. Emmett Tate. And you know, no formal education. Yeah. They just got into it and figured it out. Yeah. I mean, well, it's like you. You get into it and figure it out, and you had to make it work. But he was a good builder. Yeah, great, good builder. Yeah. But it was, And the same thing with what y'all done in y'all's trade, and, and I've told people this, and, you know, we were talking to, when Jano was interviewing me last week, we were talking about codes and license and all, and I said, no, nah. back in the early days, mm-hmm. I said, you just went for it. You made it work. Well, we didn't do nothing in Dothan. No, so uh, we no. was all in the country right. in the Headland Avel or just. I mean, you around. did it the right way, but now service work, yeah. you just had to make some stuff work. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you had to use your brain, and you knew about plumbing and electrical stuff, and you just had to, you just had to do it. I mean, yeah. it, it just, you know, and so it's not that it was wrong or indifferent or anything. It's just sometimes you're way out there stuck in the county, 
And you couldn't run back to the parcel house like we can now and come back. I mean, you know, I remember when uh, when you had to go to Dothan, it was like an all-day event. It's like oh, yeah. going to going shopping to buy groceries. Yeah. I mean, you know, now it takes us an hour and a half. It used to, it takes four hours to get down there and back. Yeah. Well, 30 miles from us. <laughs> but you had to load the whole, the whole lock, stock, and barrel up to go to Sam's. You know, oh, man, I remember them Sam's trips. It'd be four buggies deep back of that Suburban. Yep. Be piled up with food. Buy five. Mom would buy food for a month. Yep. I mean, down there spending, at that time, four to $500, you know, on all those yeah. in the house. And that'd be a thousand, fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah, that many kids in the house now, and just buying. But yeah, I remember them days. But yeah, so all in all, though, the plumbing and electrical industry, um, you you were in it. You you made a living in it. You made a living for all of us, and and you know we've appreciated it through the years. And you just keep on, you know, ticking as long as you're in good health. You gonna keep on. He don't quit. Keep I on mean, doing something. Can't quit. Can't quit. What time do you get up every day? Uh, about 4.30 in the morning. And and I'm going to ask you why. <laughs> I just wake up. It's time to get up. That's right. And he's always said that. If you, if you why Waller when you can just get up? And you ain't got to go nowhere. Just go in there and wake up. Just get the day started. Go drink your coffee or, get up or whatever you do, you know. I'm at Kurt's at 5 o'clock every morning. Yeah, yeah. I eat breakfast and chat with the guys down there and. I get a sausage and biscuit and bring it back to Charlotte. That's right. When they come back home about six fifteen. Well, when we when we were down there eating at Kurt's for lunch the last two days, I told Brad and Asa, I said, I remember when it was a quarter of a cup of coffee. I said, but they drank well, coffee for all for an hour. Well, for the longest it didn't cost nothing. Yeah, didn't cost. But I I remember when he said, Well, all right, we got to charge a quarter. But then I said, Now when I was coming up, then it changed to like a dollar. And I said, man, you talking about a coup. They I, they almost threatened not to come in there no more. But, you know, I mean, heck, you could drink coffee all day for a dollar, basically. I mean, if Kurt was making it, if you paid your dollar, it may, how long you stayed in there, how many cups you drank. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, just the times. And then you remember Miss Maryland's going to eat breakfast mm-hmm. at Miss Maryland's down there. Man, she had some good breakfast, too. Yeah. Oh, I remember those those early mornings. And uh, she they could cook. They could cook in that place. Asa mentioned something about that the other day, but boy, she had a good breakfast down there, and that was that was some good times. Were just good then, I, you know. I know there were, I know there were things as kids we didn't know we didn't know about. I'm I'm sure you know tight times and this and that, but all in all, we had a good time. I mean, I enjoyed growing up, and I I told them I'm not sure why why Kenny didn't. He was more sports, you know, and more of that, and he just didn't grasp it like I did. But I wanted to ride around and learn and. I could talk to anybody. I mean, I never had a problem talking, so I always enjoyed it. But, and I enjoyed being into it today. You took it after Pop. Yeah. <laughs> you never met a stranger. Never met a stranger. I know. That's what y'all told me. So, uh, And Uncle Joe, you know, same thing. I enjoyed with him. He never met a stranger. He never met a stranger. Never met a stranger at all. Boy, I, I, yeah, if you just, man, who who those who didn't uh, get to know him, boy, they missed out. They sure did. But. But that's good, and uh, so, yeah, I picked it up, and I ran with it, and that's kind of where I'm at today, and, you know, I'm glad that uh, you're still in good health, and I'm glad that, you know, because Cody's 14, and he can get to see all uh, of you, and, you know, so. But uh, but that's it. Ronnie Yance right here. I mean, anything you want to add? or? Well, I'm proud of you, what you've done. Well, I appreciate you've it. You've done, done real good for yourself. Yeah, uh, I appreciate that. I mean, if yeah. it wasn't for good training and, and backing and, and confidence, uh, I may not be where I'm at today. But uh, and just making the right decisions, you know. Anyway, and another thing is, you haven't having a <clears throat> and so many kids don't have this. You got a, you got parents involved in your life. You got parents that are in your life. You're not divorced. You didn't. You know. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you were there. You know, you invested in us, and that's what all the kids. I mean, we we appreciate. Uh, just growing up and y'all being invested in being a part of it. And then, and then there's times I can't get everything too far as the kids, but, you know, I'm invested mm-hmm. in being godly people, godly yeah. parents. Yeah. I mean, investing your time in church and investing our lives in the church too. Yeah. And, you, and you're pushing that. Now, I know, as we'll probably all go through, and I know y'all went through it with us, there was times you didn't think we was ever going to make it. But, but, you, but you knew in the back of your mind that, you know, if he can just get back – 
where he needs to be, then he'll be in there. And I, and I, and I, I went through that time. My brother went through that time. We all go through that time, I think. There's a couple-year period where you just think you go off the rails. But, but you know, so that good, godly parenting and, and being invested in your kids, and I appreciate that. Uh, we, we do. Of course, all, our, all the kids do, you know, all your kids. So, But, yeah, everything's turned out good. I'm proud just to carry it on. I've always said I was third generation in our family, Uncle Joe to my dad and me. And you never know. There's always hope for the future, Big C or Heather. Um, uh, you just can't never tell. Cody's probably like, nah, this ain't. This is probably not gonna be. But Heather, <laughs> look at him. He said Heather's gonna be the one. <laughs> so, and you know, she asked. Uh, she asked Jana not too long ago. Um, they were going to a ball game, and she said, "Is uh, it would it be okay when I grow up if I do boy stuff?" And Jana's like. Well, what do you mean by that? She said, well, you know, work outside like Dad does. Work and get on equipment, push dirt, and do stuff like that. And Janice said, absolutely. There's yeah. women that work in this industry every day, and you can do what you want to when you want to. And she said, trust me, he'll probably be happy that that's what you, you know, somebody wants to, to take over. So, yeah, I told her the other day, I'll train you. Like I told Cody, I'll train you any way you want to be trained. If this is what you want to do, let's invest in it and move on for the future. So, you can't never tell. There may be a fourth generation, you know. Somebody's got to take over. Tell. Yeah, you can't never tell. So, But anywho, so that's my dad, Ronnie Yance. I appreciate him. The third installment on the uh, on the podcast, Trade Talk 77. So y'all tune in and listen. Uh, it's on Spotify now. Uh, this is recorded on this one. We're going to put this one also on YouTube. You can watch it there. Um, Big C is going to upload this to more podcast this week so we have figured it out and this is a learning curve for us but it's fun it's fun just sit down and talk uh you know and just kind of go over so we're gonna have some more interesting ones coming up in the next couple of weeks but we're trying to do one a week so y'all like follow and share with us get us on uh tiktok get us on instagram get us on youtube it's all bucket man 77 so anything else before we go that's it that's it see ya see ya <laughs>